Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. Let's jump right into it. Lovely. Should right. we have a big camera facing me or something like that? Or There is. There's a camera zoomed in on you right now, Kalo. Don't worry. It's not facing me. You know what? Put a camera right in front of you. Fuck, that's okay. <laughs> you put me at the end of the sofa for this bullshit. Okay? I know. We'll right. get we'll get can, more shots of Kalo. I set up my phone on video and just have it yeah. record just you. There should be a Kalo cam. Go. How many times have you thought, why wasn't a camera on right now? You know what I actually did is um, at my house, in the bathroom, I made sure all the shower walls, even my bathroom. Have you ever been in my bathroom? Not your, not your master bathroom. And it's this floor-to-ceiling glass. And it I'd be worried if you were, Sergio. Yeah, me it too. It faces <laughs> over the canyon, though. So when I take a shower, everybody gets to see. <laughs> and then um, downstairs on the lower level, there's a big glass door overlooking the whole canyon and homes. And um, I positioned my sofa there because the right height so I could fuck there in case the neighbors wanted to watch. That is so thoughtful of you, by the way. I thought about that, too. And, that uh, is he's awesome. a people person. Yes. Okay. So we're here with Sergio Pop yeah. Seven Ten on Instagram. Yep. Kalo, you're a race car driver. World's right? best. Yes. yes. World's, World's best. best. Okay. World's best. <laughs> um, and and uh, Sergio, you're a car collector and investor, and amongst, I'm sure, a plethora of other things that we might get into, might not. I don't know. Very what open. drives you? No pun intended. Uh, what drives me? I actually have no drive at all. I just fall into situations that keep me going each and every day. <laughs> so I, I think if you set a goal too hard or want to go in a certain direction, it might not be the direction you're meant to go in. So just um, wing it every day of your life. And it turns out pretty good. I love that. I should man. be homeless. I really should be homeless. <laughs> he's, he's technically Canadian. <laughs> Uh, the 51st state that explains a lot and uh 51st state I've, I've i've worked on he's not a citizen yet and i've worked on his paperwork <laughs> so he, he and and i know him very very well we go we go back uh how many years uh ever since i started driving at his track we met at uh open track racing it's on his shirt yeah yeah, and, yeah, you're uh, at open underscore track open underscore racing. He he won't on Instagram. Know. He, you I don't know. I, I know. He doesn't know idea because I had to look it up. So, and yeah. Kalo and Pops is another yeah. Instagram. So one of our riffraff yes. guys, Bobby, set that up because neither of us are savvy enough to do it ourselves. Um, Takes a team. Yeah, yeah. Where I mean, do what you do we're, best. <laughs> we're old, right? You know, I, I understand that. And he's Kalo older, should, yeah, by a lot. But you know, we. We miss that tech window, you know, where like my daughter is more advanced on her computer than both of us combined. And oh, she's, I, she's seven. Yeah. You know, so, I got four kids. But her so I know smart. They passed so you got to give her that. It's true. It has nothing to do with dad. Yeah. Right. And we're just a different generation. Yeah. My, my wife's a genius. Like objective genius uh iq score through the roof i have a great story you might want to edit this out but no uh, that's where we're going to begin when we were dating we went uh i had a business trip and i said come with me and then after the after san francisco we'll go 
uh, kayak with orcas in the San Juan Islands uh, off of Seattle. Wow. And who would say no to that? You know, I'm in. <laughs> I was trying to like portray myself as more rugged outdoorsy guy, which right. I fucking hate, you know, like <laughs> camping and that stuff. Oh, fucking kill me. But I was trying to make a good impression. Yeah. Well-rounded. Did so, it work? Did it work? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like a fucking charm. <laughs> but we get, I'll make the story quick. We get to Seattle. We have too many bags from the prior business stuff I was doing, uh, her suitcase. And on the kayak, you can't take your suitcases and stuff. We get off the jet, get shuttled to where the seaplane is. And the guy's like, look, you can't take these with you. We're going to send them to SeaTac uh, storage. So I'm going to give you these, these little tickets with barcodes on them for each of your bags. Don't lose them. No problem. Pocket them. Three days, rough weather, all that stuff. We get back and I can't, I, I lost them. And so I, I tell my now wife, uh, Lolo, I said, I have horrible news. I promise you I'm going to buy you all new clothes, but our bags are gone. I lost the tickets. She says, don't worry about it. And then she walks over to the guy and she recites the barcodes for each of the three bags. Like she had memorized the barcodes from seeing them one time before they went into my pocket. So you can't lie to her at all now. I swear, I swear to you, I swear to you when I, when I realized that and I was really into her, I was like, fuck, this is, I, I am never going to get away with anything. anything. I would have ran like hell right there. I didn't. Uh, when I give a barcode piece of paper to like Tasha, my girlfriend, she goes, ah, gum, gum, I got gum, I got gum. You're sleeping on the couch when this comes out. (laughs) Yeah, but. Did you have a moment in your relationship where you were like weighing the pros and cons of being with somebody that smart? That moment. That moment. You're that like, moment was the first thing that crossed my mind because we weren't, you know, engaged or anything like that. I was like, this is this is my girlfriend. Right. You know, like you, the, how far do you want to. Your future flashed before your eyes. Yeah. But, you know, it, <laughs> all, turned all, out, it, it all turned out great. Yeah. I'm a I'm a one guy, one girl type of person. That's it's okay, man. It's okay. and and the results are great like you know fortunately my daughter got um her half of the genes when it comes to brain power and looks and just about everything it's it's strange that i'm related um but it all worked out perfect well i love your humbleness and i'm sure it's a two-way street sir but (laughs) but you wouldn't be able to be with a woman that wasn't powerful. I don't think you'd probably get bored. Right. Cause I, I'm same happened to me. <laughs> like you date, but then to settle down, you need to be challenged. You yeah. gotta be somebody you look up to. No, no. See, <laughs> me, I, I like, I like somebody easy, somebody, <laughs> somebody that makes life a little easier. Someone that's about as intelligent as me, you know, and I do know our, you're, you're setting the bar bar very low. Tasha is much smarter than you. Way smarter. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt, she's smarter than <laughs> me. And she's a better person. So she's way, way better than me. Um, but no, we, we don't have intelligence in our family at all. We, most of us is drool. I had a, I had a neighbor <laughs> help hey, me shave know this thyself. morning to get over This here. is why we get along. Right. You're Dumb compatible. And right. And, and you got to know yourself and know your strengths and weaknesses, right? It's yep. very important. Yep. And 
you know, men have a lot of flaws, just I think to begin with. Just well, our brains are uh, not us too. We're pretty yeah. perfect. In general. <laughs> in general, yeah. Excluding us. Including you yeah. guys, right. Male species super flawed. Yeah. So so tell so Sergio tell, says the guy looking through binoculars yeah. as glasses. So I love that you started with your I love that you started with your uh you know better half but tell, what's your story? It's a it's a long complicated story. I'll make it as short as possible. Um I was born in Argentina. My parents were born in Argentina. My grandparents were born in Argentina. My great grandparents are the ones that immigrated there. Uh mom's side from Poland, dad's side from the Ukraine. Uh, in 1976, the military overthrew the government, um, and the, the, the generals couldn't really agree on who would really run the country. So they split it up into fiefdoms. The guy that happened to take over Northern Argentina, where I'm from Tucuman, uh, was Nazi trained guy. His name was Generalissimo Busi. How'd you guys escape? How old were you? Everyone four? went a different direction. I apparently I was four in '76. I was wow. on my grand on my mom's mom, so my grandmother's lap, uh, on a train out of Argentina, uh, I think, over the mountains into Chile, and then we flew to the U.S., uh, where my mom's family had already moved a few years earlier. I grew up around this fight uh, between my grandfather and Argentina. In 1996, after a 20-year battle, um, he won. It's Where? the most cited case. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast can look up Siderman versus Argentina. It's uh, the most cited case in human rights cases around the world uh, involving U.S. courts. Funny thing was, I ended up going to law school. I had a, definitely a sense of justice that I wanted to pursue, uh, having gone through what I went through. And I take a class called International Human Rights uh, at law school. And I first day of class, open the book. First case we're going to study, Siderman versus Argentina. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was neat. Wow. That's amazing. I brought it home. Yeah. I do my little part as an immigration lawyer, you know, helping immigrants. I was an immigrant. <clears throat> And I have the, the, the greatest job in the world, you know. I, I help people that are coming to these shores literally with nothing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not ch changing international law for human rights. I'm just helping individual humans, you know, one at a time. Uh, but it's, it's my small contribution to his legacy. Right. You know, like do something good. Right. But I do feel like what's in my head that there's this there's another side to your particular like legacy that you're infecting people with. Yeah, I I with this guy, this crazy guy, you, crazy you, guy. You can't shut me up. Crazy guys, shut me up here. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm going to keep talking. Fuck. We get one. You we guys, get one I'm about round. to kill myself. How did you? I know. When you guys are talking back and forth, I'm like, it'll it'll all be edited wow. out. Seriously? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you your roles for when for when I'm like happy and I'm like, ah, let me watch this and bring myself <laughs> down. By the way, I don't believe in the Holocaust, by the way. Oh my god. Oh, like there's I, no proof of it. There's no proof of it. <laughs> <laughs> that it sounds like the guy I bought my house from. From Mel Gibson. Was it really? Yeah. Mel Gibson? Yeah. So his dad his yeah. dad was living in my Is this house. A long yeah. story? 
It's super long. <laughs> Fuck, here we go again. Well, it's all going to get edited out anyway. But yeah, that's what it sounds like. He's kidding, by the way. Yeah, I know. I get it. <laughs> you think so? I have thick skin, man. <laughs> and people that aren't kidding, I used to take it so personally because... I grew up fighting a lot. Don't take nothing personal. Right. Don't I learned like that's their issue. Life. If somebody's ignorant no. enough to think something no. that isn't, let's say, that you don't agree with isn't true, isn't rational, isn't reasonable. I will try to help them figure it out if they want to learn, but I'm not taking it personally. I think so it's not about you. It's about us. Ask us yes. questions. Get to fucking us. Let's get to more so, about us. Get okay, to us. The transition's anyway, coming to Caleb. Yeah. Jeez. How did the car <laughs> stuff start like we don't that. want to talk about that today i want to talk about your firm, law firm <laughs> <laughs> so, so helping one little person at so a time, as a, yet you can't get me my papers to stay here i you can't I, get me I was, my fucking papers oh my god do you want me to tell him why yeah we want to know why he's got issues <laughs> i am shocked what kind of holy issues? shit i'm not going there uh it's i'm gonna get him it's complicated. We have things to clean. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, right. It's not a straightforward I, process I gave with the kid Kalo. Back. What are you talking about? Oh my God. It's a windy road with Kalo. <laughs> yeah. Once, once we get the FBI off his case, we're, we're in good Got shape. It. That's Easy. it. Once all the other felony convictions, the murder <laughs> case are taken off, you can get me my damn papers here. That's you know? unfortunate. Yeah. It's part of your journey, though. <laughs> so, so, Kalo, you're. Who are you? Tell us your story. Let's keep it shorter than Sergio's, though. I'm just kidding. Well, Go for in, it. Uh, Let loose. I told you mine was complicated. The magic will be in editing. No, I in that was in great, a, man. This is going to be a two-hour. Seventy-one. <laughs> I was born in Argentina. My family <laughs> was having some Fucking. political trouble. I'm going to go, I'm going to recite the whole fucking thing. I'm getting my timeline in right now. No, I'm a knucklehead that was born in Canada. My family, uh, my grandfather in the construction business, a couple of the biggest construction companies in Alberta at the time. And that's my mother's side of the family, my dad's side of the family, sports and promotional work. My dad worked with Muhammad Ali, put on the Ali Semenko fight. Um, Put out some coins on the front with uh, Muhammad Ali in the back. It says, floats like a butterfly, stings like a bee, the greatest Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. My cousin's Mark Messi, Hall of Fame hockey player. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not much on hockey. I loved everything with a motor. And uh, You must I, be the only Canadian not into hockey that I've ever met. It's not that I'm not into hockey. I wasn't good enough to play pro Got hockey. It. Big mm -hmm. difference. He's a grandpa. How many kids do you have, Kilo? I've got one daughter. She's 30 years old. She raced go-karts from the time she could move. She yep. started on motorcycles at five. Go-karts faster than I can ever tell you how fast she is. And in a car, I don't know many guys that can run faster than her. Lap after lap after lap. She's actually better than me. She doesn't have the same car control skills, but as far as uh, running lap after lap, she's money every time. And my grandson is five years old. At three and a half, he started on go-karts. And he loves motorcycles. He'll probably be a MotoGP uh, kid. Um, all he asks is to go to the track with me. And we go there <laughs> and we ride motorcycles. Yep. He's got, you know, popping wheelies on his little motorcycles now. And they're all gas-powered. None of this plug-in bullshit, you know. He actually does this. This is my favorite thing. We get to whatever he has to drive. He goes, is there gas? I need to put gas. And I'm like, we just put gas. And he goes, 
let me see. And I have to open it up for him. Awesome. And he goes, let me smell it. And he gets in, he goes. <laughs> I'm like, little kid's getting high. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready, grandpa. <laughs> now He's let's awesome. hit the track. He's yeah. awesome. He's a, so. a really cool kid. And I've, I've never seen anyone at that age do what he does and wants to do. You know, I've seen little kids yeah. get pushed into stuff that they that their dad wants them to do right. or their grandpa in this case. Uh, that's, Future pro racer, you grandpa, I, I, potentially. <laughs> no, uh, I, um, you know, it, it would just be the most magical thing in my life if he could race anything. I don't care what it is, you know. But uh, F one would obviously be my choice. But if he wants to be a MotoGP guy, that that's cool too. That should be last yeah. on the list. That is so dangerous. But if he's good at it, right? You push you him in that him direction. You know. I like to, yeah, to there's, me, it's like so zero Jew in you. <laughs> zero. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no Jew in me. There's you're, no, not, you're not worried enough. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't even get the joke. Right. That's, no, how, that's how little, that's a little Jew is inside of you. Yeah. I feel like now that I'm older and I've kind of witnessed this life long enough it's like i want my kids to do whatever they want to do like whatever fits them best whatever makes them happiest Absolutely. even if it's dangerous yep. i'm not like saying go do it but if yeah. that's what you want let's do it man you yeah know? i'm not saying like enjoy hey, your life you know yeah. titus here's what i want you to do i want you to put on a blindfold right take this piece of rod and take right. the alligator <laughs> i'm not fucking dumb <laughs> You know, I'm not like MotoGP a, is like one inch one removed inch. from blindfolded alligator no. feeding. Okay, we'll we'll go the F1 <laughs> route then. I mean, I, I'm not good. one to you know. I am at the limit of Jewish acceptance on danger with yeah. allowing my kids to play football at a high level, like super dangerous collision right, sport. Right. But you're talking about <laughs> totally different. See, I don't know. Is that is it that dangerous? You think? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Like, what's the death nope. rate? Nobody ever what's dies. Any rate? of the sports that we want to play. 50 every time you go out. <laughs> it is not. 50-50 implies it's half not, the right. drivers die. 20, 20 drivers start. <laughs> and they okay. Finish. They only have to so buy like 10 racing shirts. Right. Remember the old F1 days where it was, it was like in the in the 50s and 60s? They It was... It was like 14% or higher or some ridiculous number. Yeah, they would lose like three to four drivers a year out of 20 drivers. Yeah. And it was just, wow. I mean, the, the balls that on heavy. these drivers. If Tato came to you, yeah, your Sunday that you probably, do you love him the most? <laughs> or do you love the one that saved you 300 grand, by the way? Who do you love the most? Uh, Let's rank the our kids, man. No, Let's no, be real. But if Tato came to you and said, listen, dad. And you saw, and he was excelling on bikes, like amazing. He mm -hmm. goes, Dad, I want to go out and try to be a MotoGP guy. Mm -hmm. Before I get old, I can always go back to school and do something. I can always inherit money from you. <laughs> not, not if you're dead. <laughs> but if he said to you, I really want to do this. Mm. And he goes, I need your backing. I need your permission. And I need you to help me along the way. Would you help him? Unlikely. Really? Yep. Fucking hate you all of a sudden. <laughs> it's over. No, you wouldn't. Uh, I guarantee that little boy sits next to you and you look in his eyes and the fire and the passion and how bad he wants it. And you'd be like, I am. I'm fortunate not to be in that situation. I get it. And I think it would be a tough, tough call. I can tell you uh, that it wouldn't be just my call. 
Lola would be involved and she'd kill that idea. Even but it, it would never get there because she would never allow him to even know if he's good on a on, on a motorcycle, right? Like he wouldn't even be allowed to, All right. to ride. It's, it's just not in the realm of possibilities. Do you have a dream? Kind of what do you want? A dream? To, I'm yeah. happy when the I go, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm awake again. This is awesome. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm a firm believer, and this is this is actually serious, that I've lived before. I'm energy. I live forever. I'm coming back and doing this again. I don't believe I'm going to go to heaven or hell or die and go into a box or live in the ground. I believe I come back. And I believe that we get many lessons in different lives. And this is one where I've been given an opportunity to kind of coast because I've done some other lives and maybe done something that was okay or picked up a few pieces of a puzzle along the way. So this one here, I get to this coast and the world takes care of me. Because realistically, with the effort that I've put into this life of mine, I should be homeless on the side of the freeway and begging for oranges or selling oranges. And it's given me this an amazing life. So do I have a game plan, a goal? Nope. I, I'm following the river of life here and wherever it takes us. So him and me coming together came together at a fantastic point in my life. I like the fact that we're polar fucking opposite. Right. You know, I'm very intelligent and he's got Lolo. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so I, I love the fact that we're totally opposite of each other, but he came across around at a point where it seemed like the perfect opportunity. I've been offered different things before as far as car related and shows and stuff like this. And I never wanted to do it because I just Fake. didn't want to, I didn't want to go through the bullshit and everything where he goes, let's do something and have fun. It's our stuff. No one's gonna tell us what to do. You wanna do it? And I said, yeah, let's do it. You know, he goes, what do you wanna call the, sh the show? And I said, I don't know, Kalon, whatever the fuck it is. So as long as my name's up first, that's all I cared about. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too, Kalon, whatever the fuck. So um, we, we came up with this and he's been brilliantly about ignoring me with all my great ideas, but, um, I think I think we're actually onto something because if anybody gets to watch any of what we do, we're friends first, mm -hmm. and everything that you see that we're putting into the show is truly authentic. It's us. It's no bullshit. You know, it's it's just two guys that actually have a taste for each other, and uh, we get to do this together. Wake up, wake up. He's right. We're very different. Uh, I see that, but. You know, we have a very similar passion for cars and they play a, a big role uh, in our lives. And that's that's what brought us together. Is this the first trailer you guys have put together? It's not even a trailer. This is actually the intro to the show. Oh, cool. That's basically the That end. was amazing. That's Unbelievable. Cool.
feast. <clears throat> so the Pops and Kalo show, right? Kalo and Pops. Kalo and Pops. <laughs> it does roll off the tongue better. Kalo and Pops rolls off the tongue. Better. If you're going to market this thing, it's Kalo and Pops, not yeah. Pops and Kalo. It's confusing. It doesn't sound K&P? right. It's confusing. <laughs> it, it is, you know. So it's like which Sam. It makes no sense. Sandwich makes sense. Right. But which Sam makes What the fuck is a witch Sam? <laughs> sandwich. San, sandwich, sandwich, San, Sam, sandwich, sandwich, a sandwich, sandwich. It's a sandwich, <laughs> definitely a sandwich for it's sure. Kalo for Canadians, Kalo and Pops. Yeah, in Canada, it's sandwich. I think, right? They just kind of skip the. They just not pay. I'll take a piece of bread and just do it any way you want, man. <laughs> That's cool, don't you know? Don't you know, eh? So, so tell us how this riffraff idea started, like. When did you decide, okay, I'm going to start bringing people together? And- it wasn't me. Um, there were three guys during the pandemic that started driving together. And uh, only one of them is still like really part of this Riff Raff group. Uh, Riff Raff is, I think, currently 23 guys. Um, and it's based in a text chat uh, that people just started adding, you know, guys and uh there's no hierarchy no one none of us that are really participating on a regular basis except for one of us um was there at the beginning i was added by someone and um you know driving with people you really get to know them you know a lot of your personality comes out in your driving Mm. um and if if the group likes you they add you like what are some what's some advice to people that are searching for themselves or figuring their, themselves out especially younger people that have time you you, you take this one because you're the worst person to ask this question i, to I honestly think that people need to check out of uh social media and everything that's fake is what i think they need to do that's good advice walk away from it because everybody is walking around with a razor blade we want to slit yep. their throat yet they've got time to take a picture in front of something cool and post it to make everyone think their life is fantastic. I think they should actually be open and honest with one another. And um, by sharing pains and discomforts of life, you can help each other. But mostly, don't try to conform. Live a life that makes you happy, but never hurt anybody. This never, ever, ever hurt anybody. But live your life you know what i mean you get one chance at this even though we're going to be put on a computer or right. disc someday even but, though uh, you're coming back as a tree yeah either, you only get chance one chance in this particular you know what game i don't know what does happen so i i want to live this life for everything that i can and enjoy every minute and i think everybody that's here should understand that it's such a gift that we get enjoy it because it's for you I love that man. That was good. You were you're surprised that the answer was actually spot yeah. On. I mean, his advice <laughs> like, is usually horrible and usually involves cocaine and hookers, see? which is what I was waiting for. You know, you get one life, do as much blow and bang right. as many hoes as you can. Right, right there. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Wow. Uh, good philosophy, man. <laughs> quote yeah. that. We'll make that a clip. Yeah, that's it he's the one that's saying that's like, it imagine <laughs> what do you think very similar to what Kalo said you get one shot at this um, 
And the, the one little tweak is you can't live every day as if it was your last. Because what if it's not your last? And then you have another day after that. And in all likelihood, you're going to have a lot of days. Uh, and so a little future planning is important. Uh, a little bit of caution is important. Uh, because you probably will be around. And if you do some stupid shit, you know, and you end up in a wheelchair for the remainder of those days, living those days like they were your last in a wheelchair or in a fucked up situation, fucking homeless, like those aren't good days. Right. So enjoy the moment, but understand that there will be more days after that moment and don't fuck up the future for one good time tonight. I love that advice, man. It's very similar to kind of how I kind of help my kids balance that. We don't right? care it's about like, your advice. <laughs> we just care about ours. Live for us. today, <laughs> but just in case you're around for tomorrow, plan a little bit. Man. Yeah. That's, that's really what it is. Thanks thank for you coming guys. Out, man. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. It was so great to get to know the, you guys. The podcast that comes to you. I love it. Yes. Yes. There we'll it is. Oh. Love you guys, man. Love really? you, love likewise. Yeah. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.